Briana Moso Shakan Yaramosa Siki and Ramosa Shakan Kanaramoso Shakan Diri and Rabosaki. We are in the days of your power, Lord. The revival has begun. We are in the days of your power, Lord. Restoration begins. We are in the days of your power, Lord. The revival has begun. We are in the days of your power, Lord. Restoration begins. It begins in our heart, Lord. And it flows like a river, Lord. And it burns like a fire, yeah, yeah. fire of the Lord. It begins in our hearts, Lord. And it flows like a river. And it burns like a fire, fire of the Lord. Fire, fire, fire. chapter 6 he says on the second day he will revive us and on the third day he will restore us
John 7, 37, 38. Out of our belly shall flow rivers of living water. Every person that has Confess that Jesus is Lord. Out of our belly shall flow rivers of living water. That's an overflow. We speak from an overflow. We see from an overflow. We receive. We believe in the overflow. Overflowing with the fire of God. Doing what we do and all that we do, we do it unto the Lord because we know God. And thank God that it's not behavioral based, but it does not eliminate our godly character. But at the same time, so grateful for mercy to be forgiven every time it's requested. 
We make mistakes on a daily basis, and yet we still respond due to an overflow. It's a constant of receiving because there's a constant of believing, a constant of stirring ourselves up, a constant of being aware who we are, a constant of knowing who our God is, a constant of confessing Jesus is Lord, a constant of receiving fresh revelations, a constant of stirring ourselves up, a constant of giving praise, a constant of giving thanks, a constant of moving in a spiritual realm and it's manifested naturally. We are overflowing with gladness. We are overflowing with goodness. We are overflowing with the fruits of the Spirit. And we are overflowing with the gifts of the Spirit. And as we walk around and as we travel around day to day, however, air, water, ground doesn't matter. We're still carriers of an overflow. And all that we do, we are overflowing. And we are pouring out. 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 And God is pouring in. And God is pouring in. And God is pouring in. And people are receiving. A constant of receiving. A constant. We have been revived, we have been restored, we have been redeemed, and been instructed to replenish the earth. We respond to an overflow. We are overflowing with words of wisdom, solutions to every problem day to day. Everything starts within and it be released on the outside. But people look at you and I from the outside and can already perceive what's on the inside and they see the glory on the outside and they know we overflow with the presence of the Lord. Flowing with words. Flowing with deeds. God has already moved. It's the constant of moving. But know that everything is finished. We're just walking out what's already written. So all we have to do is see it through. Just see it through. Come up higher where you are. Giving of thanks greater. Praise greater. Faith greater. Awareness greater. Much more wiser. Much more. Much more. Much more. Much more. Much more. Thank God for word 
everywhere. Thank God for what you're doing. Everywhere you go. People are receiving. Without you even opening, I'm opening my mouth. People are believing. Because we are overflowing. Expect more supernatural encounters. Because that's exactly what's happening to you. Discovering more of what's on the inside. And noticing how much God provides a ram in a bush as you continue to walk your magnificent journey with God. Everything falls in place as you walk. And you walk. And you walk. Just don't lose sight of your vision. The vision that God placed within you. Don't lose sight of your purpose. Don't look anywhere else. Don't even have an ear for anything else. Nor a heart. Nor make the time to consider anything else but a good report and a goodness of the Lord. Don't ever think that you don't have power. You are a courier of the presence. Just got to continue to let people say and believe in their hearts that they have what they say and that they shall receive. But if people don't receive what they believe, it's because they don't believe, so they don't receive. Because the word works. It doesn't work for every other person. It doesn't work generation after a generation. God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. And God did not say, my abundance is sufficient. He did not say, prosperity is sufficient. He did not say, my mercy is sufficient. He did not say, my power is sufficient. He did not say, my might is sufficient. He said, my grace, my grace, my grace. That has nothing to do with us doing anything is just receiving all of God. Hallelujah. In order for us to receive mercy, we must obtain mercy and must release mercy to continue to receive mercy. Blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy. There is a stirring up in our bellies. And it's nothing but Holy Ghost fire. You don't have to overthink anything. You don't have to be frustrated. Just relax and hear God. And enjoy what God is saying to you regarding the next thing that he have you to do. A lot of times we're sitting around and we're sweating blood. And God just want us to freely receive. But we must have an ear to hear and have our hearts open to have the access ready for God to move. Because without access granted, we will miss the mark. 
So we cannot afford to take our eyes off of God, not even for a second. Because in that second, we miss what could have taken place in a second. Because God is always showing us something. He's always revealing something. And it's just so much power being released, being received, and being demonstrated. Don't you think that you don't have no power? You have God. You the curry of the presence. You have power. Trust me, you have power. Many are being changed because of you. God has shown me some seats. Somebody believe in God for a bigger vehicle. I see seats. And it's like three rows. I don't know if it's a truck or a van. But believe God for your extra space. It's not even just a vehicle. God is enlarging your coast. And a coast means spiritually every area of your life for your purpose of being here. Receive, believe the extra space that you have requested unto God. And he put it in you to ask just so he can release. God loves for us to be counseled just so we can ask him things. Ask him what he already placed inside just so he can introduce us, expose unto us and have us to discover which is already there because he received the glory because he already moved before the foundation has begun. He wants us to know that we are fully equipped. He don't have to get anything done. That's like we asking somebody, you know, you got this. They like check. You got that check. And they have everything checked. And you're like, wow, you weren't playing. That's our father. It's checked before we ask. It's checked before we came. You understand? But he will counsel us so we can ask. Just so he can check. Did that. Done that. Finish that. You have that. Receive that. Hallelujah. So enjoy what God is doing in your life. Sometimes when we see things take place, it can have us to be very still, very still before God. Because some moments we cannot move. And I mean, really, literally cannot move. Just basking in the presence. It's like it's such a hunger to not do what we normally do. It's just taking steps up higher. Just doing so much more. You understand. I am so proud of every single one of you. Because you said yes. It don't matter. You know. What things that appear to look like. Or how you feel. Or what you encounter. Just keep on with your yes. Be committed. Because you married to your yes. Don't cheat on your yes. You understand? Don't abandon your yes. Yes means yes. Because God, yes means yes. He said yes. And he is not a man that he should not. When we think about the goodness of Jesus, 
when we think about the goodness of Jesus. Everybody who receives salvation had a moment where they said, you know what, I'm done. Whatever your moment was like, you remember that day, it don't matter what you were done from doing, you said, I'm done. I'm finished, I'm done. It may not have been the first time you said done regarding that thing, but when you said you were done that time, you were absolutely done. You were done. You were done. You were done. And we all have a day. We remember. We were like Father. Don't let us go. Don't let us go. I know what I'm doing is wrong. For some reason, it seems like the world way is fun. Because without the teachings on how significant it is to be free indeed, we think that a life with God is filled with restrictions because it's a lot of things that we cannot do, but it's just the worldly things that we would not want to do once we come alongside with God and the way to live and to demonstrate what it is to actually be a child of God. The things that we feel like we're restricted from, we don't even care because it's contrary. And many others that have not made the confession feel that way, the same way that we did. It's just a cycle. Many feeling like I'm not done partying. I'm not done fornicating. I'm not done lying. I'm not done cheating the system, cheating people. I'm not done unforgiving. You understand? I'm not done being malicious. I'm not done with my attitude. I'm not done cheating around. I'm not done with it. I'm not done. It's fun to do. I'm not done with the smoking. I'm not done with the drinking. I'm not done with not wanting to get up to go to church. I've been up to the club all night or went out and did whatever. God knows my heart. And guess what? He surely do. And there are so many, there are millions of people who said they're not done with a worldly way. And God showed me the dream last night. They still cry out. Don't let me go. Forgive me. I love you. And that is a relationship. A relationship with God is not behavior based. A relationship with God is communicating with him. Because order for us to come to him, as he said in his word, we must first believe. But like he says in his word, those who are you no know, the sun who the sun sets free, excuse me, is free indeed. You understand? So until we make that confession, we are still being bound by bondage in the ways of the world. But God's ear is not cut short to no man, no woman's cry. He hears us every time as our father. I just want to say thank you. Because sometimes you'll be sometimes you feel like, you know what? I'm not gonna quit. I'm not gonna quit. But you feel like, you know, I had enough. I had enough, God. I had enough. It's one thing after another. 
And even when we believe God for things, it doesn't happen. And things happen. That's tragic. And we're like, you know what? We believe. We believe. Okay, this happened. Okay. Okay. This happened. Okay. Okay, we believe. We believe. We believe. You understand? And we have to stir ourselves up. We all have encountered feeling like we have lost things. But when you're walking with God, nothing is ever lost. Whether God replaced it or whether God keep it away, it was never lost. God knows what we need. God knows what's beneficial. He knows what's necessary for our walk. And I'm so glad that he doesn't give up. I'm so glad that he doesn't lie. I'm so glad that he, he doesn't slumber nor ever sleep. He's always awake. I'm so glad he don't even take naps. I don't care breaking down to a child like asking, saying, and giving thanks. Because it's coming straight from the heart. I'm so glad that he forgives us every time we ask. And he remember no more than sins. No longer hold us accountable. I'm so glad that he cares for every single one of us. I'm so glad he don't have any favorites. I'm so glad he don't pick his choose. I'm so glad that he's faithful. I'm so glad that he don't take things away. I'm so glad he don't treat us like mere men. I am so glad that he is good. We can't help how we created. He could have been a bad God. But we serve a good God. Instead, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? By God. It don't matter how long we go to church. We still walking around and coming in contact with people, places, and things in society every single day. Hallelujah. And we are overflowing. Oh, God. You know what God is doing? He's repeating everything I said back to me. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and if he's saying it to me, he's saying it to us. My God. My God. My God. Thank you, God. I thank you, guys, for your time. I thank you, guys, for your love. I thank you, guys, for your prayers. I thank you, guys, for being patient. You understand? Hallelujah. It's nothing like when you think about the goodness of Jesus. And sometimes it takes us to a place of knowing what we've been forgiven from. That encounter when we say, may you be the Lord of my life. I'm done. I need you. I'm done. I can't live without you. I'm done. Nevertheless, of my way, thy will be done. And you know what your day was like. My God. My God. I thought my life was over. I thought I messed up so bad. And if I felt that way, there are so many others. There are people who have committed suicide, felt like they messed up too bad. Like, I don't even deserve to be here anymore. I'm not even worth being here. 
and out of their body into his presence. Enter into eternal, eternal glory. And I just thank God that I never had the thought like that. To actually carry an act like that. But thoughts like that can be in the atmosphere. Try to get in our hearts to not even want to be here anymore. To want to say it's over. It's, it's, it's you know, especially when you have a great heart. And there are people who want to tamper with that and take advantage and try to use you and abuse you and talk to you any kind of way. I had that so much. I felt so fragile. I felt so worthless. I felt worthless. But I knew deep down inside of me, I am worth being here. It don't matter if who stands with me during those times. You understand, I'm talking about throughout life, period, my time being here. I felt in the inside of me, you understand, uh-uh, it's more to this, it's more to this, it's more to this, it's more to this, it's more. I tell people all the time, looks can be very deceiving. That's why I'm so big on the inside Steady trying to look at people on the outside. You don't know what's going on within. You understand? I was like, God, I don't feel my worth. I don't even know what it's supposed to feel like. You understand? And the thing about it is, it's not coming from people. Our worth is coming from God that he already implanted and embedded in us. We have to know we walk around fully equipped. That means everything that we will ever need to do here and receive and see us do here is on the inside. And it's called self-discovery. You understand? And I'm just testifying. I felt like, you know what? I'm done. So many things were happening too close to home, too fast. And I mean, since I've been here, and I always just brush things off. It's okay. Then I go around and I just cry, cry, cry. I'll never forget I was 15. And I used to start sitting in the bathroom in the dark. And I just sit there until it passed by. And God said, start writing down. And that's when I first started writing music, writing poems and spoken word and rapping. <laughs> and I'm telling you, God said, write that down how you feel. Write down how you feel. Get you a journal and write down how you feel. And I was expressive how I felt in that book. And I made sure nobody seen it. And it felt good to get those things out. But it's not good for us to not be able and not feel comfortable to communicate to people who are doing those things to us. You know, sometimes we just be like, you know what, I'm good, I'm good. But for real though, are we? Because sometimes 
things that are being felt within or what's in our mind, in our deep thoughts, in our subconscious. We're not aware that it's working its way in our brains and it's moving and it's traveling. And we're thinking we're not thinking about it, but it's deep down. It's still being thought about without us being aware. We're thinking about it at the back of our mind. May not be at the forefront, but it's being thought about in the back. And that's how things be, you know, it build up and we explode. And it's called kirking off. And we just let it out. And then sometimes we let it out be like, you know what? I, you know I shouldn't have said it like that. And sometimes we feel so bad and we go back and we say, you know, forgive me, but you know, you meant it, but just not like that. And sometimes we can leave it like that and be like, you know, I meant that and that felt good, but it's not good to let it out negatively like that because iron sharpens iron, not iron beat up on iron. You understand? And I just thank God so much. I would never, I would never, I would never just, you understand, forget the goodness of the Lord. I don't know where I left off. I just received a message, guys. I did. I had to send something. God said I would draw all men near. And let me tell you guys this. When he said I would draw all men near, we just think for some reason people going to look like they want Christ. They're going to look presentable. <laughs> they're going to look holy and presentable unto us. No, they're coming alongside with Christ. So they're going to look like they don't know. They're going to look like, you understand, ways of the world. They're going to look contrary to a believer of God. So people are going to be drawn unto us that lie, that cuss, that cheat, that steal. And the thing about it is... It's not that we dismiss people. And even if God have us to walk away, it's not in the sense to dismiss them like, get away from me. No, we have to communicate that thing out because we cannot leave them in the enemy's hand because we're called to snatch them out, even with words of encouragement. And many of us really don't want to do, <laughs> but we really have to be used by God. And, you know, just to explain why we're doing what we do, and we can leave it just like that. But we can't just dismiss people and don't say anything and leave them without even no, no knowledge as to what's going on. Trust me, <laughs> I'm a living witness. Believe that. You understand? I am so serious. I am so serious. I am very serious. Hallelujah. And I thank God for everything. You know, uh, quick testimony. Me and my son, father, we grew up in church as children, you know, teenagers. And we know we went separate ways, but still was not far. And, you know, came back together, you know, and thought it was the will of God because we met in the house of God as kids and we realized this is not God. And the thing about it is <laughs> that's how I came across my church home. <laughs> and I thank God that he was talking to me and this man and God said, that's not your son. I know you have a child and I kept your child for you, but you know, my agreement I had with you, 
no children until you're married. And I'm telling you, when God says something, when I say we have praying grandmothers, praying family members, I'm telling you, every, I don't know who in my family it was, <laughs> but they were on them knees and they were like, nobody has no kids without being married. And it seemed like that's what we wanted. We, you know, we were growing up and we felt like during that time, you know, you want to feel loved. So why not have a kid to know how you can love someone and they love you back? That's just how we didn't know any better. And it would never, ever happen for my cousins around me. So I was like, I don't know. Maybe somebody prayed for y'all. But then I realized what my kid, God said to me, because God was, he was on his way. I'm telling you, when it comes to mercy, you know, my son is a living witness because he done, his heart rate done dropped to zero over five times and nobody knew about it. And every time God say, didn't I say, wait till marriage, but father, forgive me. I'm sorry. Don't take this kid. Don't take this kid. <laughs> and I begged and I begged and I begged. And God had me to, you know, he spared my son and just blessed my son tremendously. You understand? And just knowing my son was an infant and me and his father departed and just moved our separate ways. But I had to explain that. And all of that to say is that when you meet somebody and it's not in the will of God, and you think it is because you grew up with them or because you're in church. It's because you're in church don't mean that's the person for you. It may seem like a good idea, but it may not be a godly idea. You understand? Just like that job. It may be good to get that extra money, but is that where God want you and I to be? And many of us would be like, well, is it, well, why wouldn't he want me to do that? Why wouldn't he want me? We have to consult with God with everything. And everything means everything. I am so serious because when we meet people and we think that things are, and we really can feel that way and it's not. And then we, we meet people, you know, doing worldly things. And then when we start coming alongside with God, we realize we don't have nothing in common. Now you're praying. They like, you know, they don't want to be bothered. You don't want to sleep around without being married and they want to, they don't understand but you're sticking to your relationship with God and you're like, I'm done for real. Do you understand? And you cannot live together not being married. So I had to kick rocks. I'm going to tell you, when I kick rocks, God began to flow so much in me and my son's life. Like never before. Do you understand? So serious. And that was before... I even, you know, went to my church home and, you know, just began to learn all the word that I know because I just been living with God my entire life, but I didn't have no church home. You know, my church, my home was my church or I'll be invited to preach at other churches, but I never really had a home to call my own. I have a family church where I grew up, but when God called you out, he called you out. And God spared me for, you know, my home church. And I made a commitment, you know, when I began. But seven years in my commitment, you know, I wind up going backwards 
because listening to people tell me your life is boring. All you do is go to church and come home. Oh, you're so boring. Oh, I'm not boring. And these are people that you would think they are your friends. You understand? And sometimes we got to be careful because we could take honest criticism that's not really from spirit and truth. It's just how they feel. You understand? And it's not really, you know, it's, you know, it's just opinionated. You understand? So I'm just letting you know all these things, you know, I'm pretty sure you can relate. And I was, that's like somebody saying, oh, I don't like that shirt. And you're like, oh, okay. And you're being self-conscious about the shirt because someone said they didn't like it. You know, who call you their friend. And I realized, you know, I was surrounded by so many people, you know, every day, so many women, you know, cool, we cool. You know, if we call each other friends and I realized once I made a mistake to go and, and go to the bar with them and sit in at the lounge, I, I went to sleep in there. And I got woken up. Why are you sleeping in this lounge in front of everybody by the pool table? <laughs> because it's not. I'm not used to this. This is boring to me. I don't like this. But, you know, you cannot, and I cannot let people change our way of thinking when our mind is made up. And it happens all the time. But I thank God for far as me and far as you, it happens no more. And I wind up, you know, thinking that God is telling me about a man that it wasn't even God. It was Satan dressed up as an angel. He disguised himself as an angel. And I have never yet came across that scripture that he disguised himself as an angel. And he kept appearing to me as an angel saying, this is the man. You understand? But I never went to God. I just believed in an angel, which happens to be a demon, Satan himself. And I was greatly deceived. You understand? After seven, eight years of just, you know, soaking with God and getting and then, you know, letting people tell me about what I should be doing. And I realized that all of them circle, not circle, but just, you know, host of friends, it wound up going all the way down to just me. And I'd rather for it to be that way, honestly, guys, than to have people that it's not comfortable with me or people who, you know, belittle me or want to only bar things for me or want to compete with me. Or I feel like they're talking about me because they are talking about me behind my back because they talk about the others. So I know I'm being discussed somewhere down the line. And God was letting me know, you don't need that. You don't deserve that. You know, you've been rejected enough, disrespected enough, enough with that. And I used to let people just say whatever they want to say because, you know, it's like, okay, well, you want to get something to eat, you know? I still be nice. But some things, it really, it hurt me. And I would go home and I would really cry. Like, how can you say such a thing to someone? How can you be so mean? You know, some of our words be so sharp, but it's like, darn, you can want to punch a hole in a wall, you know? And I just thank God. I have no anger issues. I have no issues at all. Because guess what I did with all of that nonsense? I cast every care upon God who cared for me. It was like I didn't know who to run to. And it's like I was in a maze. Everybody I think I can trust, I would get right there feeling safe. 
They all of a sudden there have something behind their back. Look what's, look, look what's behind door number one. I'm like, oh God, not you too. It wasn't easy to find someone to trust and love me. You understand? Now, I have many people who do. I'm just saying at the time that was surrounding me. And I thank God that it's not behavioral based because I'm just feeling like, you know, I was like, you know what? My life is just, it sucks. My life sucks here. I don't see anything. I'm happy for everybody who's enjoying. I'm not enjoying. I have so much love to give far as humanity. I'm still preaching and teaching, but on the inside, it's like, it's just, I just kept running into people that wanted to take advantage of my kindness, want to take advantage of my goodness, want to take advantage of who I am and try to, the enemy try to use whoever he could to destroy me, to destroy my self-esteem, to destroy how I look, to destroy, you know, everything. To the point I done dyed my hair, I done peroxide and bleached my hair so much, my natural color don't come back. He started with the moment before we even got here, he was plotting on us. Oh, you know, he was just, you know, trying his best. And I thank God that he prevailed not. You understand? Don't play with a child of God. And I thank God that he had me to really stand up and let it be known without even saying anything. I'm not having it anymore. You're not going to run all over me. You're not going to talk to me any kind of way. And you know what? It been times that I really let it out. <laughs> and uh, let me just say this. If I let something out and you felt like it was towards you, ask me. I'll say it, but majority of the time, I'll come to you. And I won't say it like that, but... Well, it, has, it has to be years worth a year's worth of you doing something. And I'm holding it in and holding it. In. I'm speaking from the past. And I have let people have it when I knew about my voice. Don't you dare talk to me like that or treat me. I had enough of this, you know, stuff like that. But then God had to show me how to, you know, you understand. It wasn't all the time, probably like three times in two years. But that's still too many for me, for any of us. And I thank God no more. You understand? Sometimes when you had enough, you had enough. You know, sometimes, you know, you can wake up and someone give you a phone call and just want to pick with you. You know, a lot of people who always see me smile and be so sweet. And they was used by the enemy to say, let me see how she look if she crack. Let me see how she look with an attitude. And it would never work. No. But I would be, I'd be on my knees like Jesus. God, why they want to do that? Why they want me to crack? <laughs> you understand? So I'm just on here because I can never forget how good God is to me. I can never forget. I can never be, you understand, forgetful, arrogant, prideful. I don't care how high God, far God takes us. We can never, I'm reminded by breathing. <laughs> you understand? I'm so high in the spring. <laughs> oh, God. I like this high. <laughs> you know, <laughs> because with this high, it don't come with worldly ways. It comes with godly ways. And it's everlasting. <laughs>
<laughs> if I if I go around, you know, people who know how I used to, I didn't smoke weed much, but when I did, and I laugh like I am now, they know it's not from weed because they would see a glow. Wow, you can laugh like that with God. And I don't want nobody to want to come with God. Well, I want to get high. You know, come on. How about you just want to be free? <laughs> <laughs> this I want to be drunk as fur. When I said I'll take that, I don't want your focus on that. I want your focus on the fruits of the spirit. <laughs> I want your focus on freedom. I don't want no one that you know be on TikTok or broadcast. Man, this high so no with the Lord, man. <laughs> you understand? All the angels are so sweet in this place. Around about this time, the angels, when I cut my light out, that's when they start doing most movements and most encounters when I'm lying down in my bed. Like they already know what to do when I close my eyes. Because when our thoughts and our emotions are out the way, they can move more. They have more access because there's nothing in the way. Sometimes we're walking around, our thoughts are in the way. We're not even aware that, you know, our mind is steady moving and going about things. And, you know, I just thank God. <laughs> Out of every time that I was like, God, don't let me go. It was that time I was in my car. I had my foot out the door, like half out the window with my shoe off. And I bought me some drinks and I had me some cigarettes. And I was like, you know what? I can't do this. I can't do this. I have too much on the inside to be doing this. And I thank God I haven't ran into nobody who ever invited me to preach or to come out to, you know, connect. I thank God that he spared me that much because that would have been so dishonoring for someone to see me like that. You understand? And it happens, but I thank God that that's not my testimony. But to any testimony that happened, you know, anybody that happened to, to God be the glory in all that he do for us, you understand? And I just thank God so much. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I be, you know, floating in the spray. I be ready to cook. <laughs> yeah. I be ready to cook. Yeah. Be ready to cook. It's too late to cook. I already cooked. <laughs> you know, I just thank God for everything. I thank God for you, all of you. I love how I can open up and just talk about how free I am and how good it feels to be 100% free. Free from hurt and pain. Free from, you know, just all kinds of things that the world trying to throw at me. Sometimes when you experience so much difficulty, you know, one thing after another, you're like, what else can go wrong? We start looking forward to bad news, you know? And I was like, God, the life that you're talking about, it seemed too good to be true. But I know it is. I just got to stick it out. 
I got to stick it out. And the thing about it is, it's not me trying to behave well. It was that me knowing that he so loved me. He loved me that much. Thank you, Father, every time that you, you know, thank you for everything. Christ, thank you. It's so much better with you guys. It's so much better with you. And the world needs to know what he's done for us so they can know he'll do it for them. Can't be afraid to testify. And there are so many ways we can testify. Because some of us have done some things we don't want nobody to know. But we could just say things like, you know, I've been delivered. But if you come across someone who's been challenged and being challenged with something you've been delivered from, that'd be a good time to mention. <laughs> it don't matter what it is. <laughs> you understand? There's no such thing as no small sin or no good sin. It's all bad. You understand? I'll never forget this woman's testimony. Before I go, let me give it. I want you guys to check it out. And don't laugh. That's one thing Holy Spirit said. Don't laugh. It's a woman on YouTube. You can type up woman testified prostitution on YouTube. She has on this blue shirt, short haircut, African-American, dark-skinned woman. And she walked in from outside, apparently, but it just showed her with the mic. And she said, I come to testify. I used to prostitute. I used to do all sex with my mom. And she was saying what she used to do. And they were like, oh, no, she didn't. And they took the mic from her. And she walked off like, I felt so good to get that out. But the thing is, it's not about what she said. It's about how free she is to say it. You understand? That took nothing but freedom to confess something like that. And it was many people that were blessed, but just didn't want to admit it. And I'm telling you, they were saying there were so many men in there who was hoping she didn't call them out. They made a TikTok. They made fun about it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to meet her one day. And I'm going to say thank you for sharing. Because you didn't have to share, but you did. You came from outside and you said what you have done. You understand. And I thank God for everything. I thank God for freedom. My music shut off. That means it's time to shut down. <laughs> Five minutes. But I wanted to say thank you for everything. I'm excited for what God is doing in our lives. I can feel it. I know it. I thank him for it. Greater is he who's in us than he. God said, keep talking. I'm enjoying it. I see diamonds falling from heaven. God, show me these things in the spiritual realm. I manifest them naturally just so I can feel what you're doing in the spirit. Supernatural. Oh, okay, go ahead. <laughs> do what you do, God. 
he's having diamonds fall inside of me. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. So many. Oh, my goodness. Mm-mm-mm. He just showed me a small part, a portion, oh God, of the my treasure. So many gems, and they're so beautiful. The rubies, the emeralds, the sapphires, God. Wow. I wouldn't know what to do with that here. I wouldn't turn that in. No, because now we're doing the kingdom. We don't turn that in for money. <laughs> no. Wouldn't do that. I wouldn't know what to do with it. Just, what to do with it? Hold a whole bag of gems? <laughs> I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> Can you show me? <laughs> you want to bring that here to me? <laughs> okay. Ah, okay. Well, you go ahead. He's going to turn them into things that's more, you know, viable than what it appears to be. So thank you. When things start showing up in your life, like bigger homes, <laughs> You know, bigger vehicles, you know, financial breakthroughs and all these things, more people, more land, more property. Yeah, it's coming from this. <laughs> yeah. So receive it. Yeah. I thank God for it. Every time I think about just sharing my treasure, even though you guys got your own, I'm like, you know, just go ahead and get some of mine. God always have it to just be so much more. Like he triples the amount, and it's unlimited. So he triples unlimited. <laughs> you understand? Triple unlimited. If that even makes sense, you understand? Because of my heart. Yeah, the devil tried to destroy my heart. And if you out there and you have a great heart, you know what it means. You know what I mean. And he tried to use me to destroy, you know, hearts. And I just thank God. I thank God. I thank God that he prevailed not. Thank you, Father. It's my time for real, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Greater is he who's in us than he's in the world. <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I love you.